The Yankees basically had the same team over the last two years. So why were they worse in 2023? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, so check out Sleeper today. It's currently operational in over 30 states. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Stace, the playoffs have been something, haven't they, <laughs> already? We're going to talk about the playoffs uh, a lot here today, coming up later on in the show. We're also, of course, going to dive into what in the world happened in the AL East. Blue Jays, Rays, gone, out. We have to talk about that. What in the <laughs> world happened there? Um, but first, Stacey, as promised, why were the Yankees worse in 2023? Uh, like you said at the top basically the same team like there weren't really that many changes of course to the dismay of many a yankee fan heading into the 2023 <laughs> season but year to year there wasn't a ton of turnover right mostly the main guys were still there so why were they worse we're going to talk about that here on today's show stacy i wanted to start with some numbers here's how they were worse kind of insane the difference mm. 17 games worse from yeah. 22 to 23 the yankees finished 22 99 and 63 they finished 2023 82 and 80 still over 500 but 17 games worth that is almost a month of baseball worse yeah. crazy um <laughs> slash lines not much better uh mm -hmm. 14 points lower on the batting average 21 points lower on the on base and a whopping 29 points lower on the slugging percentage they struck out more they walked less they allowed almost a or they scored almost a full run less per game on average in 2023 they dropped from first in the american league to 11th in the american league in runs scored per game and then they were dropped from second in the american league in runs allowed per game down to seventh in the American League and runs allowed per game. Almost a full run more allowed in every game this season. Stacy, what in the world happened on both the pitching front and the hitting front? We're going to get into, but just you watched and covered the team in 2022 and the same in 2023. What were the differences that you saw, even though it was basically the same guys on the field? Oh, well, certain guys were playing, but not quite playing like Stanton. I mean, there's a big difference between his 2022 and 2023 not that he was you know phenomenal in 2022 but he was so bad in 2023 that it was such a big difference him not doing anything in the lineup and especially with those couple of months that judge was out they needed someone with a big bat to step up and he just did not do that and uh, i mean the big difference really judge being healthy all of 2022 and hitting 62 home runs. I mean, that helped a lot um, because the Yankees were playing way above their heads also, though, in the first half of 2022. No one expected that pace to stay the way it was. I mean, they were like, they're better than the 98 Yankees. They're, you know, uh, almost on pace with the 2001 Mariners. And I'm sitting there going, mm, this is, oh no, this is gonna, the other shoe is gonna drop. And Abby, who used to be on the show with me, she's like, 
all year you were saying it, the other shoe is going to drop. And when the second half happened, I said, mm. this year was more steady, just steady, not it was steady middling, as opposed to being, like I said about uh, Clay Holmes on the show the other day. In 2022, the Yankees were like a roller coaster. And in 2023, it was just middling. And it was, that's how they ended. 82 and 80 is middling. I mean, you can't get any more middle than that other than 81 and 81. I mean, they were just really, yeah. I mean, there were guys that needed to step up step up that didn't in the absence of guys that were hurt. Um, you know, you can't expect to win that much either when um, like three to four fourths, oh no, fifths of your five-man rotation are injured when the season starts either. It was just, you know, guys who were supposed to come back. And then when they do come back, they're awful, Rodon. Uh, Sevy, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a mess this season. Just so many things going wrong at the same time. That's really yeah. what it was. A bit of a yeah. snowballing effect. That's for sure. There were a couple of moments in the season, uh, like in May that felt like, okay, this is the team that's starting to to pick up some steam. And then, you know, Dodger stadium, uh, of course, speaking of Dodger stadium, you also brought up the, uh, health of Aaron judge. Of course, that was one of the big points this season on what happened was the Aaron judge injury in, in Los Angeles, let alone the other injuries that he had prior to that. Remember he had basically just come back when he slammed into oh, that right. wall. Uh, don't, right. don't forget that he had, he had that, already he had missed that weird, time. He had that weird slide and was it Cincinnati that he, where he had the weird slide or, or no, uh, wherever it was where he hurt his hip and yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget the injuries to Harrison Bader. And of course, I think the biggest one, uh, honestly, I mean, yes, the judge injuries were, were massive, but I really think the biggest one was Anthony Rizzo. That, oh. that was like, uh, the final line of defense of trying to salvage the season. And once he got hurt, it was basically wrap it up, man. That was when I went, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, so look, and it, we what can was point... worse was he was playing through it though. You know, yeah. like it would have been one thing if he was injured and he was missing, and it was like, all right, well, this is how it is. He's on the IL. We can't do anything about it. But he was playing and playing badly and contributing to the badness, which made it worse. So just, God, I wish they really figured out what was wrong with him sooner. And I wish he had said something to them sooner because then they could have just maybe done something different at the trade deadline and not tried to be in it to win it. And maybe it, this year would have turned out even more different, differently. <laughs> well, we can sit here and complain about the injuries, and there are plenty of shows that have done that. And look, there is a valid concern when it comes to the injuries that happened this season, but that's not the only issue. Like, this mm -mm. was not the only problem to why the 2023 Yankees ultimately failed. You have to look inward and just flat out, guys just didn't play well. Like, mm -hmm. just guys just didn't show up. They just didn't. The regressions of Anthony Rizzo, like you said, you tried to play through it. We understand what happened there. But for him to go on as long as he did playing at that level was a massive, massive downturn, downturn in offensive production for the Yankees. You think of the astronomical regression plus injuries to Nestor Cortez. Mm -hmm. That was huge, huge. Because even when he was out there, he wasn't even remotely close to 2022 levels, not even sniffing 2022 Nestor. No. Other major regressions that we didn't really talk about very often. IKF had like 20 plus points less average in 2023 
in less games that he had in 2022. So for all the crying that everyone wanted to do, like get IKF out of here, get IKF out of here, he actually played worse in 2023. And those cries kind of subsided a little bit, weirdly enough, because (laughs) you essentially replaced him with Anthony Volpe, which if you look at Volpe's numbers, they were worse than IKF's numbers from 2022. So any way you sliced it, that roster spot, that position on the field, that spot in the lineup, that regressed in a big, big way. Think of Mm -hmm. the big regression and the lack of uh, living up to the hype for Oswaldo Cabrera. That was massive. He was supposed to be the utility guy, the guy that steps right in. The first injury, it's Oswaldo now taking the everyday spot. And he didn't. He just didn't. Mm -hmm. Think You mentioned Stanton. Don't even need to go there. Think of the (laughs) regression in the catcher's position. Oh, yeah. The Yankees got nothing out of their catchers this year. Let's be real. They didn't get any offensive production from their catchers and you saw it in the second half too of 2022 you kind of you kind of saw it coming for 2023 with Trevino and um I mean Higgy's just Higgy's usually a backup and you know he's good for a pop every once in a while but yeah Trevino really I mean I I say it ad nauseum now but he fell off a cliff too like that's like the theme of a lot of these guys where they just fell off a cliff they were just playing so well and then just downhill and injuries again because you know he's been missing for how long he had to end this season with the surgery and it was yeah yeah but he wasn't doing anything before that no he wasn't it was probably a lot to do with that injury Mm -hmm. but basically when you look at this stacy you regressed from 22 to 23 in almost every single position save judge when he was Mm -hmm. on the field right second base i.e glaber yeah the bullpen yeah and garrett cole mm-hmm. every other part of the team essentially regressed i mean garrett cole actually did better he actually improved he was the one yeah. the one person that improved in 2023 and glaber <laughs> glaber glaber improved yes too. yeah like those two guys were the two guys that were markedly better and especially cole with the not giving up home runs you know every other yeah or like multiple home runs every outing so yeah uh just incredible, but you can't win a bunch of games when only like three main players and the bullpen are the only ones doing anything. You know, yeah. we didn't even touch upon D- DJ. DJ disappeared for the first half of the season and then suddenly remembered how to hit. And it was like too little, too late, but it was good to see him at least get something back. But he hurt the team not hitting in the first half. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so much, so much <laughs> there. Of yeah. just again, it's basically everything but those positions, which is crazy. That's almost the whole team. So mm-hmm. for everyone screaming fire Aaron Boone, like there's only so much yeah. a manager can do. And yeah. we've already talked about that at nauseum, so I'm not gonna go into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let us know how you're feeling about this stuff, these numbers that we've laid out for you, and just kind of your overall feelings on the differences, despite the roster similarities between 22 and 23. It is kind of striking at how basically almost everything went wrong, which is pretty crazy. Um, let us know how you're feeling about that. You could always text us as well. Yes, we have a text messaging line where you can text Stacy. you can text me, and we've been talking about the playoffs a little bit on our subtext free trial in the episode description. is called subtext. Check it out there. We're going to step aside. We need to talk about the postseason because the AL East has not been represented well. The Blue Jays, the Rays are out, and we need to talk about that when we come back.
The MLB playoffs are officially underway, which means now is your chance to get 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with the surging Twins and Rangers and the perennial Astros and Dodgers. Pick more or less on the stats for the big stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more up to 100 times a payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. I'm Stayspace826 if you want to connect with me over there. Just because your personal fantasy team didn't go anywhere doesn't mean that you have to miss out on winning this season. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, and you can see Sleeper's terms of use for details. And it's football season, so that means pizza, wings, and maybe even some buffalo chicken dip. I love that stuff. Whatever you prefer at your tailgate, go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but Ibotta will give you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app and use code MLB to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store and download the app Use code MLB, that's I-B-O-T-T-A, and use code MLB. Back here on Locked On, Yankees, our second segment here today. To the everydayers out there, we have one of our bigger episodes planned coming up on Monday. We need to ask a very serious question. We talked about it a little bit in the top. Is Giancarlo Stanton a bust? Yes. We need to talk about that in full, so make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that. And again, as a PSA, we do not have an episode for Friday. We are taking Friday off, our first off day all year. All year. (laughs) We'll be back on Monday. We'll be back on Monday. Is Giancarlo Stanton a bust? Going to be an interesting conversation between Stacey and myself, so hit subscribe. All right. Time to address some elephants here. What (laughs) in the world happened to the tampa bay rays stacy they got swept by the texas rangers and some idiot picked them to win the world series tampa atlanta i feel like tampa goes on a run Ooh! and despite everything the rays went through this season the tampa bay rays upset the atlanta braves in the 2023 world series and they finally get the ring that was three days ago (laughs) (laughs) why would i say that no but it's honestly as much as i hate when brian cashman and hal steinbrenner say this stuff the playoffs really are a crapshoot a lot of years and the guys that you are the teams that you think are gonna win like that have the momentum going in or they've been doing really well all year i mean you just really and especially in a three-game wild card series now it's just it's really it's a toss up. It's 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 kind of I don't know. Do you prefer the wild card game or the series? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into go that out. later. So don't, okay. don't don't go there just yet. Stick around. Okay. We're going to we're going to have a whole conversation about the post. OK, because I was wondering about that. OK. Yeah. I have thoughts. Um, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe this one either, Stacey. This came out. So here's a pro tip for for everydayers out there and for our subtexts and everything. So Stacey, I know you're still on board with Twitter. 
I basically killed it for myself. Like I'm, I'm pretty basically done with it. I can't I, quit I, it yet. <laughs> I so rarely use it. This is what I've done instead. You guys have heard me talk about the Yankees Reddit a lot. So that's I follow the Yankees Reddit and some other teams I follow, and then of course uh, like MLB and baseball channels and all that stuff. So that's how I get like my baseball fix on the internet now, plus the Athletic and other you know articles I read and stuff. But I also downloaded the Score, mm. which is an which is an app, which is basically an app, and it has it's like a news outlet, sports news, but it also has like important notifications that mm. aren't like annoying. And like that's the best one I found to like get like those breaking news updates and things unlike like that. Unlike the thing we unlike the alert we got on Wednesday. Yes, I like that. Yeah. The entire country, even though we knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but so I got a notification from the score after the Rays lost. And I couldn't believe what it said. Because mm. I didn't realize this happened. Mm -hmm. The Rays have lost seven straight postseason games. I went, mm -hmm. what? The Tampa Bay Rays? Seven in a row? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because they lost to Cleveland, right? Last year in two games, they were swept. And it was another one of those. And especially with that series, I think they went into extra innings that second game, right? It was like really long game and um, they didn't score runs for most of the series. And it was kind of the same thing in this one. They didn't go to extras, but they didn't really score. Like they just... Texas was unbelievable. And, you know, you think the team with the home field advantage would have a home field advantage, but the Rays don't, not during the week, because people don't even like going to St. Pete during an evening game. So, you know, they weren't, they didn't have a crowd there. I mean, they did. It was like around like 19, 20,000 people. But you contrast that with the crowd you saw in Minnesota making all that noise. And it's just, My it's goodness. such a bummer. Like I feel, I kind of feel bad for the Rays players because they have uh, supporters there. It's just where the stadium is, is not convenient. And it's just not good for them to play day games in the playoffs. Cause it just felt like a regular season game. And they were yeah. playing like, you know, it just seemed yeah, so. They didn't, they didn't, their fans didn't show up in, in full force yeah. and the Rays just didn't show up. They just didn't no. play well, right? Like they they were kicking it and throwing it in game one. They couldn't get a <laughs> so hit. Bad. They couldn't buy a hit in game two. They got yeah. ran over by Nate Eovaldi. Uh, mm -hmm. Tyler Glass now didn't show up in game one. Like it, it's just nothing worked. Nothing worked. Yeah. And that's like the crux of a three game set is it can be over in a blink of an eye. It's over. Yeah. And your whole season the, is done. The, the other seven. So, okay. So they were swept in two, swept in two. What the heck happened in 2021? I don't remember because once the Yankees lost the wild card game, I wasn't really paying <laughs> attention out. that much. <laughs> you were done. I was right. kind of out for a little bit, and then I yeah. was watching the uh, World Series, right? Because the Braves won that year, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't even remember. So wow, seven. That's yeah, seven yeah. in a row. Like for all this talk about the Rays, yeah, you know, yeah, and sure. For they some make... some moron yeah. picking them. Yeah, I don't know what. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if you knew that they had that streak going in, like, they've lost five straight playoff games. You would have thought to yeah. yourself. Oh, hmm. maybe I will yeah. pick them. <laughs> yeah, I just thought they could have gone on a run. I really did. Um, and then it wasn't just them. Toronto got mm -hmm. swept too by the Minnesota Twins. Now, redeeming quality. I'm not always this dumb because take a look at what I said on that exact same episode. <laughs> Stacy, who are you picking Blue Jays versus Twins? Blue Jays. With that pitching. I mean, I know the Twins have pitching as well, but I feel like. It's the same thing all the time with the AL Central, whatever team comes out of there, especially if it's the <laughs> Twins. They just get beaten up by the AL East team that plays them. I feel like the Jays are going to win this. 
I want to play the fun here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the twins a little bit. I like the I twins. Would, I would bit. like that for that to happen. Stay. <laughs> See, it's not just me. Uh-oh. It's not just me. Uh-oh. I got you too. Hey, you said World Series. <laughs> hey, but I did pick no, the but, twins. No, but good for the twins. I was, so, I literally was cheering, watching because. I mean, since 2000, they haven't won a series since 2002. That's insane to think about. I know they yeah. haven't been in the playoffs every single year, but, you know, 2002, 3, 4, 6, 9, 10, right? 17, 19, 2020, they played Houston, which I completely forgot about. And now yeah. this, and they finally, yeah. so finally good for them and amazing pitching. Um, you know, the Blue Jays fans are going to be talking about John Schneider taking out Barrios Dude, when he did. Because... That felt Snell-like. That felt real Snell-like. Oh, that's what it was. The Rays haven't won since they pulled him from that game. Oh, my god! In gosh. the playoffs. That's what it is. <laughs> that's that's the streak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that felt like that. Right in 2020, he was shoving, dude. Right? Yeah. 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 I was the Dodgers. He was shoving. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because that's anybody else was shoving, man. He was totally shoving. I don't. No one. No one understood that move. No, I really. Um, I mean, you know, we've talked about the Blue Jays because of the chirping between the Yankees and and the coaching staffs and like things that they've done, but well, like everyone. I know you just said you're not on Twitter, but I follow a lot of Toronto fans and my entire feed was, what is he, do- what is, what is he doing? What, why is he doing this? This is going to, yeah. this is going to be why they lost. This is going to be the reason why they lost this game. And to be fair, I don't know if that was particularly the reason because they also well, just didn't show up offensively like at yeah. all. So yeah. I don't think it's a one-to-one there, but it certainly didn't help. Kikuchi no, she gave up the two. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, what a, what a mess! I, I I'm seriously like, so shocked that because like the Rangers obviously were have been super streaky. Yo, they've yeah. been a roller coaster, but you know, mm-hmm. two, three games, it's it's flip a coin, dude. Um, but the yeah. Blue Jays so streaky too. But the Twins have been a little more consistent uh, recently, so I, I guess that one makes a little more sense. It just man, you just got to have your best games. You just have got to have your best games, and that's. That's a part of the uh, fun. I mean, I, I, guess we could I say. did say I did say in the series that the, you know, Blue Jays couldn't hit anything against the Yankees. I mean, they had five hits in 18 innings against Michael King and Garrett Cole that, um, you know, going into the playoffs facing teams with really good pitching is going to be a problem for them. And it was. Yeah. Yep. Sure was. How have you been enjoying the postseason so far? A couple of games in. It has been interesting to say the least. Um, <laughs> we've been talking a little bit about, again, the format, which we need <laughs> to talk about when we come back. So stick around. Hey, Locked On Yankees fans. You may have heard us talk about the free new app just for sports fans called Bunches. Bunches is a new social network built for sports fans. No politics, no doom and gloom, unless you're a Giants fan, just sports. They've recently released a new scoreboard feature that lets you check on live scores in the app and you can chat about live games as they happen, which, hey, that's pretty cool during the playoffs and you have games all day during the playoffs. At least you did until the Rays and the Jays were eliminated. You can chat about the Yankees end the postseason and join Locked On Bunches by clicking clicking the link in the show notes or description to get the app. We have a group and they're kind of nice. I'm just kidding. They're very nice. So go to the App Store, the Apple App Store, and download Bunches now. 
Back here on Locked On Yankees for our final segment here of the week. As we mentioned again, no episode tomorrow every day. Sorry, you're going to have to go Locked On Yankee list tomorrow. But we'll be back on Monday. We'll be back on Monday. Stace, I kind of want to end the week here, our first week of the offseason, with a conversation about the postseason and the playoff format. So this is the second year now that we have done this three-game wildcard series, more teams get in, five-game ALDS, the whole thing, right? Like everything is pretty much as similar uh, as it's been moving forward. I'm going to ask you flat out, do, do you like it? Like, are, are you in for this so far? I don't know yet. You know why? Because, all right, well, the Yankees were in a wildcard series. It was the COVID year, and we kind of – I forgot about it on the show the other day, and – as I said that they weren't in a wild card series, I was like, wait, the one against Cleveland in 2020, I think was, but it was for COVID. So it kind of didn't feel like, it just felt like something that they did because the COVID season was short and they yeah. needed more playoff games kind of thing. I don't feel like I've had enough experience watching my team in a wild card series for me to really, but I've seen enough wild card games to say that I hate them. Even though the Yankees Whoa. have won two out of three, just for me, watching my own team, I can't stand it. Watching other teams, oh, it's the best thing in the world. Watching other teams stress out and everything. Um, but no, the wild card game, I, I kind of like the wild card game. I feel like it's, do you feel like it's too much to have three, five, seven, seven and have that many teams? Like, It's starting to know. feel that way for me. I was pretty anti-added uh, postseason teams when it happened out of the yeah. CBA a couple of years ago. I was not on board with that. Um, for more cynical reasons that it, it was kind of anti-competitive in my brain. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily still in that camp. I feel like I've kind of evolved a little bit on the anti-competitiveness because it does make September a little more exciting. It does. September's always been exciting, but it does yeah. add players, the teams into the hunt and things like that. So yeah. like if for, for the instance, like the Cubs, right? Like they weren't, if it were the old format, their collapse in September would have meant nothing, right? Because right. they weren't in the right. running anyway. So, right. yes, at least we have those. Um, so I've kind of softened on the cynicism of the uh, expanded playoffs. That being said, I loved the wild card game. Loved it. For the wrong reasons, admittedly. Completely unfair. It is completely unfair. But I understand where it came from. It was 100% born out of the, the Rays Red Sox surge, that postseason thing, the last day, 162, like the greatest day in baseball history, that day, right? That's yeah. what they were trying to recapture the magic. And I felt like the wild card game totally did. Every yeah. single time, the stakes were so high. It was like, you can't make a single mistake. And I feel like the three game set, while it still has a tinge of that, just doesn't, for me personally, have the same level of you can't screw up. And, uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm enjoying the playoffs, but it feels like um like the wild card series right now for me feels kind of like a soft launch of the postseason. It doesn't feel like it has that like straight to the DS, let's go type of feeling. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that, but I also see the other part of it where we've had wild card series so far in the last two seasons where the teams that you expect to win don't like the Mets. Um, you know, last season was kind of like whoa and um you know like the padres made it through and and the phillies like all these other teams that made it through to the nlcs that probably were like wait why are these teams there and how did they do this um but i also experiencing the wild card game 
um how many of the yankees played now three and they've won two out of three right i believe right they lost the first one they were ever in so i i hated it but um <laughs> to the astros and i didn't like it and the second one it looked like they were going to lose that was the one where severino gave up three runs in the top of the first inning and everyone was like really yeah. i don't like the wild card game like after that half inning everyone's like no let's go back to um just <laughs> You know, One you go in DS. In. Yeah. And then, of course, DD hits the game-tying home run, and then the Yankees go on and win, and it was fine. Um, I, I feel like, you know, everyone's so nostalgic about the 1978 play-in game, because that's basically what the wild card game is. And, you know, the 45th anniversary of that game was the other day, and I was watching it at the same time of day that it, because it was a Monday, it was October 2nd, 1978 and 2023 line up on the calendar. And about 4.15, Bucky Dent hit the home run to put the Yankees up. And I was like, wow, 45 years ago right now, my father was freaking out over this. <laughs> and I feel like everyone wanted to recapture the magic of that game. Two teams with the same record, you know, fighting for the division and then having to play this one game to get into the ALCS because back then they didn't have the division series. And it's just like, I feel like they're build putting more and more rounds. Like it's going to be like the playoffs are going to start in August and it's going to be like all these different ways of getting in and like all yeah. 30 teams. And when we expand, cause hopefully we will all 32 teams, why not have a tournament and then see who wins by the end of October and start oh, it like right after the all-star break. Don't say that too loud. It's going to be like the NBA with the tournament. Don't, don't say that too loud. Rob Manfred's <laughs> listening. Uh, not, not on board for that. Um, <laughs> no, me either. I'm going to, I wanted to have a larger discussion on this, but we're, we're running out of time here to Stacey. Uh, but I, I'm going to ask you a quick yes or no on this. So just, just give me a yes or no. Okay. Celebrations on the field into the dugout, champagne, the whole thing. When you win a wild card series, yes or yes. no. Okay. Yes. You, you won a series. You're, you're moving on to the next round. Okay. Celebrate it. I don't like when people say, okay. why are they celebrating? You won a series. It's technically yeah. a playoff series. So yes. I, like, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum here, but like it, it is, it is weird. Like, and I'm just like, that, that was like literally two days, like literally yesterday we started like 24 hours ago, we started and like you're already popping champagne. It's like baseball does pop a lot of champagne. I will say baseball yeah. does a lot of celebrating when it comes to the postseason. It felt even weirder when it was just the wild card game. You're like, dude, it was literally nine innings. Like we've been here for two hours and 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was just curious. I was just curious where you landed on that. Uh, where yeah. do you guys land on it? I I'm also curious what you have to say down below. Popping champagne after winning two games. What do you think? Is it a little too much or is it, you know, should be business as usual? Or, or are you also like, whatever. Or maybe they should just open some beers and pour them all over the place yeah. maybe not the champagne maybe she should we're just, run, the champagne I'm just for... we're running out of plastic you know we're running yeah. out of plastic liners so like, come <laughs> on man we don't need to use all this plastic uh let yeah. me know how you're feeling about that of course uh, we will be back on monday no episode tomorrow no fan mail friday stacy and i are going to take a big old long clark schmidt style nap um and then we will be back on monday with again is giancarlo stanton a Yankees bust. Big conversation happening on Monday, so make sure to hang out with us for that. Hit subscribe, join our subtext, and you can text us some of your answers already about that. Maybe we will incorporate that into the show. And that's going to do it for our first week of off-season coverage here on Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Monday.